So I'm here with Shane Burley and Susanna Gardner, who are the authors of Blogging for Dummies, the second edition. The second, not the first. No, because that's a different author. That's very important. <laughs> that is the second edition. Right. Okay, so if people want to try to find it, they need to be looking for the second edition. Um, why don't you guys start by telling me a little tiny bit about yourselves and sort of what your background is in terms of how it was that you came to write a book about blogging for dummies. Well, I've written a couple of other dummies books and worked on a couple of dummies books and um, had always wanted to do blogging for dummies because yeah. uh, it just seemed like a real obvious, you know, everybody's getting into this. And uh, the first edition was written by uh, Brad Hill, and um, he couldn't do the second edition. So uh, Wiley, who's the publisher, approached me to, to do a new book. And, um, and I, you know, experience has taught me that a co-author is really very helpful. <laughs> and so Shane and I, uh, who have been friends a long time, uh, decided we would work on this together. So we split the writing about half and half. And um, both of us have a lot of blogging experience and, and kind of do this for a living where we set up websites, including blogs, for a number of you know, different kinds of clients. And so um, a lot of it was actually already in our heads and we could just put it on the page. The, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what, what, what happened. Um, who am I? What do I do? I, as you said, build websites, build logs, that kind of stuff. Uh, help people to uh, to run them, and um, that's about it. That's all I do. I do nothing else. Um, <laughs> I pet dogs. I <laughs> go outside, and that's really about it. We're joined today by um, Shane and Allison's dog, Serendipity, who is an adorable little pug. And um, one of the websites in the back of Blogging for Dummies, um, uh, Susie and, and Shane mentioned ten web blogs that you should look at, and one of them is Pug a Day. Which um, serendipity, of course, has been featured on. Naturally. Naturally. And she's cute. So if you hear the occasional dog bark during this, you'll know that that's, it's just well, the, the office, the quote-unquote office dog. Um, tell me a bit about, uh, let's talk about a couple of really quick terms. Uh, what's the, blo the blogosphere? The blogosphere. What is the blogosphere? Uh, the blogosphere is essentially everyone in their soapbox on the internet. Uh, you have this, uh, this, this, a mass amount of content out there, be it video, text, and, and an audio, an audio like podcast, like here, and uh, it just has become this one interlinked kind of thing that people tend to talk about and share uh, information around. And uh, now that as, as time has gone on, uh, Google and, and other search engines and different websites have actually customized search searching to be just for blogs. So if you go to Google blog search, you can go and say, I want to know about whatever. And it'll just go through and just select blogs that have talked about that kind of stuff. So uh, so the blogosphere is just, it's everyone in their soapbox. That's, I, I've used that phrase recently, and I, and I was somehow drawn to it. I don't know why. Um, tell me about, if I'm an artist, um, so say I'm an actor, painter, musician, whatever the heck it is that I am, why? What would be the point of me having a blog? Like, why? Why should I have a blog? What? How do you think it could help me? Um, what could it do for me? I guess is my question. Well, the blogs are really helpful as marketing tools for a couple of reasons. Some of it uh, has to do with just technical stuff. Um, so, blogs, the so the way the software works, um, they end up being really well indexed by search engines, so you get a lot of hits. 
Um, the fact that you're blogging on a regular basis means you're creating a lot of content, so that increases the number of possibilities that you'll come up with a search engine result. Um, and the way in which they structure the archives and, and allow you to categorize and, and basically you know, label your content all means that you're just going to sort of increase your profile when it just comes to sort of the, the, the nuts and bolts under the surface of the internet. Right. You know, in As the opposed tubes. to a static website. Right, which doesn't change. Um, we, we already know that search engines really love fresh content, so blogs, again, are feeding right into that. Um, you can do the same kind of thing on a static website, but if you're not running that blog software, some of those features just, you know, you're not going to get that benefit. So there's an advantage just using the software. Um, and then there's the fact that, like, you know, the more you put yourself out there, the more um, you make yourself uh, a possible search result um, for whoever's searching for whatever, uh, you know, the, the better the chances are that you're going to get exposure. You know, whether you're only just blogging about the thing that you love that you do as an artist, or whether you are actually trying to make it more marketing specific, um, you're just increasing your profile. And so, it, you know, at the most basic level, that blogs help you do that in a fairly painless, um, non-traditional fashion. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to come up with an advertising concept or a, uh, you know, commercial or or buy an ad space. It's it's just basically about demonstrating who you are, which is such a great way of, of trying to you know do your marketing is just to be who you are, and kind of get to know a little bit about the person behind the whatever it is that you're trying to sell, the CD or the painting or the play or whatever it is that you're trying to sell, you get to know a little bit about that person and their personality and who they are. Yeah, I mean, people really respond to people, right? Like the, the, the idea that there's a human there, in, in, this has worked especially well for very large organizations. They find someone in their organization who is maybe someone you, you wouldn't have come in contact with if you called, say, the customer service number or something, and, and expose them to the public. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this isn't really a monolith anymore. This is... There's a person here, and there's other people here, and they're interesting, and they have they have pugs, and they have they knit or or whatever it is, right? You you can expose some of that personality um, instead of just being you know a, a brochure. Yeah. And for artists too, I mean that the idea of like you know actually being able to speak to the artist um, directly or, or hear the, hear what the artist is thinking about in the creative process, and those are things that you know normally you don't have access to, you know even if you. If you really like mm -hmm. art, or you go to museums. You just don't. You don't get that. So you're you're filling a hole um, and, and a unique one that, that nothing else can can get to. And people really love that. They really respond to that. Speaking of artists, uh, uh, I found this great blog. I'm going to plug it because I just think it's awesome. Uh, but I can't remember the name of it, which really kind of bugs me. But it's it, but it's a comic artist and, uh, that draws comics based on the suggestions you make. So if you email this guy and say. I want you to draw Aquaman skydiving with, you know, and he's on fire and I want there to be a dragon fly. He will draw that. And then it goes onto his blog. And I just love that. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to plug that. No, no, I no. It, it's funny that you said that because that's exa what, exactly what I was going to say is that one of the really great things about blogging to me is that it encourages dialogue. Um, I don't know very many blogs where they don't have a, a place there for people to, to, to write comments on. And a lot of the blogs that I subscribe to and that I read on a regular basis... Um, very openly ask for comments. So they'll pose a question and say, well, what do you think about this? And they'll openly solicit responses. So it's creating a kind of a dialogue even, um, you know, with 
the world. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the technical stuff about blogging. Um, if I wanted to start a blog and I went to WordPress or Blogger or whatever and I signed up for my, did my three-step process, mm -hmm. sign up, I get my blog, I decide what it is that I'm going to blog about, um, what kinds of things uh, should I, wh what kinds of things are good for me to have on my blog? Like what other, you know, obviously I'm going to write my blog stuff, um, but what other kinds of things um, should I have on a blog as well? Well, actually, I'm going to use my blog as an example because uh, I find a lot of blogs, when you actually go to them and you read them, uh, if you go to, say, blogger.com, they have this ability for people to fill in, like, a profile, sort of explain who you are and that kind of stuff. And a lot of the great blogs out there that I, that I go to, uh, the profile is empty. There's <laughs> nothing in there. There's just, sometimes there's a photograph, maybe, and then you click on it and you want to find out who this person is, and then there's nothing. It's just like, this person has yet to fill out their profile. And I, I always loathe that. And I tend to email people going, who are you? Why have you not filled out your profile? And then they never respond and they think I'm a creep. But anyway, <laughs> I think uh, if you're wanting to use your blog as something, uh, as an artist specifically, uh, a bio is like, bar none. If you don't have that, then don't bother because you're talking about yourself, but then there's really nothing to kind of go to that they can sort of get a background and sort of who you are in that sort of uh, press release-ish kind of way. Um, then uh, I think that if, uh, depending on the art, and I actually just recently uh, on the wall, not that you can see them here, but there's a, a painter that we that we do a blog for, and uh, it's been, uh, for a while, it's been trying to get him to do more of his painting online and, and get those kinds of stuff into his blog. He has an art gallery, like his little gallery uh, on the site, but it, it, I try to encourage him to get more and more into the actual blog, because that way people will see it more instantaneous uh, in, in that sort of way. So... Uh, what else? Comments, uh, of course. Uh, if you don't have comments and you have a blog, then you don't have a blog as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, blog roll? What's a blog roll? A blog roll is essentially a listing of blogs that you recommend to other people. Uh, I don't have one um, because I broke it a long time ago and then forgot all about it. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> and uh, But essentially you can attract people to go to other blogs that, uh, that you think uh, deserve your stamp of approval. So you're saying that these are the people you know or blogs that you, that you read on a regular basis. Right. So kind of and like a links page. Yeah, kind of. A, yeah. It's, it's sort of a different way of linking things because links pages, I tend, I, I think, get ignored a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, but a blog roll tends to be sort of front and center, so on somewhere on the side. Depends on the design, of course, but uh, it's available. Um, I really like categories, um, oh, blogs yeah, yeah. that, that uh, where the posts are put into a category or even multiple categories so that, you know, if you're reading someone's blog and, and you know, maybe you're reading someone who's um, multidisciplinary and, and paints but also writes, but you're only interested in one of those aspects, um, you know, if those blog posts are categorized, you can just go through and read those ones in, in the area that you're interested in. And in fact, you know, most of the people that we help to, to start blogging, you know, it starts off with one intention and morphs into um, an outlet for all kinds of expression. Um, and, you know, not every post is going to be something that every single person reads. So if you if you do categorize them, and it's just as simple as saying, like, well, you know, painting or writing or, you know, whatever categories you want to do, um, you can totally, uh, you know, just help your readers a little bit. And of course, it doesn't hurt to have that label again for search engine purposes. You know, on on every post that it's a writing post, for example. 
Um, the other thing I really like are, um, I mean, you could, there's all kinds of little, what are called widgets. Um, third-party pieces of software that were created to be included in blog posts or on the sidebars of blogs, and they're really cool. Like, um, for example, if you have a Flickr account, Flickr is a photo-sharing service, and this might be something that if you worked in a visual medium would be very useful to have. You can sign up for that. You can put um, a little uh, bit of code into your sidebar that actually shows your latest photos from Flickr automatically. You don't have to ever touch it again, um, which is really, really cool. And then there's great um, services for things like polls, um, which, you know, everybody loves to take a poll. So you can add those to your blog posts and get feedback or let people vote or, you know, any of that kind of thing. Poll Daddy is a really good one of those. And um, if you say have a store, like um, Etsy, for example, of course, is a really good option for people who are trying to sell um, specifically arts and crafts stuff online sign up for a store with them, they have a little widget that means you can pull in your latest products and display those on your blog. So you can really tie yourself into communities on these other websites and, and at the same time provide a, a service to the people who are reading your blog. Talk to you about RSS. <laughs> ah. Yeah, why does this always come up? <laughs> RSS stands for really simple syndication or, or possibly other things. Yeah. But that's the... I support that. Yeah, really simple yeah, syndication. That's the best way to describe it. it it's kind of funny. RSS is, um, on one hand, completely not meant for humans. Uh, because if you actually look at an RSS feed, what you'll see in it are you know bits and pieces from your blog post, but they've got all this funky code around them. It's called XML. And uh, you know it's not something that you would actually want to use to consume blog posts. So the, the point is really that if you have an RSS feed, um, that gets picked up by things that can understand RSS. So news readers, or what they're often called, or feed readers, or even other websites. And because they're tagged in this very standard way, they understand what to do with the content and how to display it. So there are a lot of people, and I know Shane and I are both among these, who read a lot of blogs. I mean, I probably read 100 blogs on a regular basis. And I don't have time every day to go to each one and see if they've updated, or even you know go to each one multiple times a day because a lot of them are multi-day updates. Uh, I'm not going to go through and read 100 blogs um, by actually going to the website. So I subscribe to the RSS feeds, and I just go to my one newsreader, I use Google Reader, and it tells me what's been updated. Um, and I can actually read right through there, or I can go straight to the blog and, and read on the blog. So um, it's a short shortcut, basically, for me as a, a consumer of a lot of blogs. Same for me. <laughs> Google Reader, I, I, that's the first thing I hit in the morning um, because otherwise I don't get a, anything else done for the rest of the day because I'll just sit there and read. But um, I was actually counting the number of uh, sites I subscribe to, and it's somewhere in the realm of like 800 now. I can't imagine actually ever spending uh, every day 800 uh, hits for different sites that would just be an insanity but uh, but Google Reader is great because I can just you can use keyboard shortcuts to bounce through them and you find the ones you want and, and get rid of the ones you don't need at that point and and you can actually tag them nowadays you can actually put labels on them for like I'll read this later um, yeah if you don't if you don't know what RSS is I always recommend this to people when I do talks about it go to Google Reader and sign up for an account because they have a really good tutorial uh, that is 
from sort of the, the people that make Google Reader itself, and uh, but it's it's written in a way that it, it's not scary. It's not, and they even say here here's a button to subscribe to five different sites, you know, in the entertainment section, and uh, and it's really quick and I, I had nothing but good results from it. So. Mm -hmm. But again, it's the kind of thing like most blog software has it built in. You don't have to like figure out XML or anything. Yeah, like that. if, you're, if you have in. a blog on WordPress or Blogger or any yeah. of those things, uh, RSS is built in, so it'll just mm -hmm. automatically every time you update your blog, send it'll up the RSS feed. Yeah. So Actually, you set it up or you turn it on or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then again, you never have to touch it again. Tell me, how many times a week should I be blogging? Like, what? Is there a magic number for? for blog posts every week? This is such a controversial question. I, I know, that's yeah. what I'm asking. <laughs> and here's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the right answer is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the right answer is you should blog as often as your audience wants it, which is a bit difficult to know, but you have to remember that, you know, yes, you're blogging for yourself and about yourself, but people don't actually have an unlimited appetite for that information. So if you overwhelm them, um, yes, you will be driving up those search engine results, but your actual readers will just stop reading you. Uh, I get this with them. Um, a really popular blog, blog is um, Boing Boing, which is uh, kind of a, uh, a link aggregator. So they blog about weird popular culture, alternative culture stuff, and they link to other websites. And it is updated so frequently that I, I just can't keep up with it, and I stopped reading it. Even though it's great, I'm exactly the kind of person who, who is targeted by that blog, but I just don't have the time of my day for that. So you kind of need to think about you know, who your readers are and, and how much time reasonably could you expect them to actually consume stuff from your blog. Um, and it may be for some people, you know, obviously Boing Boing thinks that that's um, you know, several times a day. Uh, and for some people, maybe it's once a month or once a week. Um, you know, a good compromise in there would probably be like a couple times a week. Yeah. You blog like two or three times a week. Yeah. I tend to, to, to blog in sort of blocks of uh, a few days and then I'll take a break uh, where I can actually go back and kind of go, what the heck should I say next? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sort of one of those people that goes that goes through their, their RSS reader or just wandering around during the day and, and whatnot uh, where I go, oh, oh, that's so cool, I should blog about that. And... I may do that maybe ten times a day, but I'll only maybe do one, because I find that if I did more than that, I would be at a keyboard longer than I would like. And, well, uh, you'll burn yourself out. You know? Oh yeah, well that's actually that actually happened for me after the book went out. Um, I was all excited about you know doing blogging after the book was released and whatnot, and I did it for maybe a week or two, and I was like, ah, oh <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Too much time, and I, I just my juices were tapped. So I took like a couple months off and haven't done anything in the last, it's only been the last, I don't know, three weeks or so that I've actually started going back to it. And I've actually, I'm refreshed now and I, and I don't look at the blog writer and kind of sit there and not do anything anymore, so that's good. So it's kind of a fine balance between what you're, how much you're able to write because there's a certain amount of inspiration that needs to happen to do a blog post as well. You need to feel inspired or have something to write about, I guess, is what I'm saying. Although probably a lot of people would argue that lots of people are writing blogs about nothing, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> One of yeah. the most popular blogs was called The Blog About Nothing. And yeah. it was like some guy going, had toast. 
and that had crazy hits and he made a lot of money off of it and I hated him after that mm. um, yeah, yeah I think your point is right Like you, you have to be able to sustain it and if you can't do multiple posts a day then you should not make yourself do that you will burn yourself out on it and in fact most blogs have kind of a natural lifespan you should expect that you know you'll do it for a while and, and this won't maybe be something you do for your rest of your life unless you really genuinely find that, that writing in this fashion um, feeds back into your creative process if it's just a job eh, you know do it for a few months I always tell people that it, blogging is not blogging blogging is actually writing and if you and I tell this people, I say, go to Blogger. If you really want to do a blog, go to like blogger.com or WordPress, start a site, do it for 30 days, do it once a day for an entire month. And if you liked doing that, and even if there are a couple of times you're like, oh, I got to write something today, then you most likely will be a successful uh, writer because you get, you've got that process down. You can actually write stuff that's readable. And but if you do it for three or four days, or even halfway through, you just ah, screw this then don't blog. It's it's not necessarily... That's actually when I say maybe you should try maybe an audio blog or maybe you can do a, a video blog. blog so yeah, something yeah. different that might appeal more to their you know, their, their, their whole creative idea. But uh, how do you how do you build up an audience for your blog? Well, those really... Are, that really is a marketing task. Um, the blog itself, you know, you might be doing it for marketing purposes, but it might not feel like marketing and it might not look like marketing. But um, you do have to let people know about it. And you can do all the usual things that you would do when you need to convey information. So if you have uh, an email account, put it in your signature line so that it's in every email you send out, the, the web address. Um, make a business card for it or put it on your business card. Uh, you know, anytime you do a performance or create a, a piece of paper that gets handed out, put that blog address on there. I mean, you really just need to do all those usual things um, to let people know about it. Um, the other thing you can do, of course, is tap into your friends. You know, it, let everybody you know who might be interested in it know about it once. Send out a mass email. Um, ask them to pass it on to their friends or whatever, or come and leave you a comment. Because it, when, as you start to get that traffic and, um, and get people subscribed to those RSS feeds and so on, you will find you know, that, that it, it starts to build on itself. Um, but the the initial job of getting people there, you know, you just have to use some of those old-fashioned techniques. Um, you can look into things like uh, there are advertising programs um, for blogs and, and on the web. So Google AdSense, for example, you could do some advertising on search engines or on other websites and spend a little money if you wanted to. It just really depends what your priority is with your blog. A lot of people are happy to let it grow kind of organically um, or to advertise in, in methods that they already have available to them. But those um, those programs like Google AdSense are pretty inexpensive, um, so you could look into that as well. Um, yeah, I I I have nothing to add to that because it's to me anyway the whole idea of getting somebody to go to a blog is to actually is use your mouth and actually talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, again, you can put your blog on a search engine. Uh, a lot of blog software does that by itself these days. I mean, I I do a blog post and within a couple of hours it's already in the index, so, which just shocks me to heck because I, I search myself once in a while and, and I did it the other day and I'd only done a blog post about an hour before. It was already there. Like, <laughs> what? Why is that there already? But yeah, most software, blogging software, uh, does all that stuff all automatically. I mean, now you can... Uh, uh, there's services like Twitter and all these little micro-blogging things that I really like that um, 
even now there's software that if you have a blog post on your site, it just automatically does that, sends out a little notification to these services, and and that way people who are not necessarily going to their blog or, or to your blog or going to their to their reader uh, may see it on their little Twitter thing. There's, there's lots of software out there that instantly shows off all these kinds of services. So yeah, but the best thing is actually talking to people. And actually, if you want somebody to go to your blog, go and, and introduce yourself and shake some hands and say hi and. Because that word of mouth spreads so fast. It's fa It's. I still think it's faster than the internet. I mean, you talk to somebody, boom, 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 and there's going to be word of mouth that will we'll get there way before anyone going, what can I find on the net today? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, although that is a technique you can use where, I mean, if, if you're tapped into your community and, and what, your, what your community is doing and, and you start to blog about very topical things, um, stuff in the news or, or, or stuff like that, that will obviously increase true, your true. chances of of being hit on randomly in a search engine, you know, uh, I have a really, I have a client who, um, who has a blog about, um, sort of like online dating stuff and she's, she helps people with that process and she started blogging, you know, anytime there was a news story that had a relationship to that area, she would blog about it and in that there was that woman, uh, I don't remember it was last year or the year before who, um, sort of faked her own kidnapping instead of getting married and was it was big in the news and um, and so she blogged about that a few times and her traffic numbers just kind of skyrocketed because people were interested in that story and looking it up anyway so why not why would they not come read her blog so you know be topical with what you're talking about in your blog and that'll that'll really help um, and you know just in general try to like think about who you're blogging for and what they're interested in and blog about those things and then the final thing I would say there about, about traffic and about getting readers is the important thing is not to really get fixated on those traffic numbers. What you really want is an audience, um, you know, you want the audience that's interested in you, right? You don't really need 5 million readers. You need the, the, the 50 that are influential for you uh, in your community. And so, you know, think about who those people are and how you can target those people and reach mm -hmm. those people. So if you start a blog and you actually know who those people are, Email them directly and let them know about the blog. It, you don't need to worry about marketing at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, being involved in the community is, especially if you're if you're a hardcore blogger and or at least want a blog that that has those numbers, then yeah, read blogs, comment read blogs. on blogs, and uh, and actually get involved because it's really hard when you see a blogger who's struggling to do stuff but doesn't actually read blogs or go. And I've had a few of those, and you can't force them to do it you, you can only insist hey no if you really want to get some interest that way you need to go and find some blogs that are similar to yours and, and talk to the people that make them uh, yeah and it's sad to watch because there's so so many great writers that do blogs but don't actually get involved with the community and that's too bad it's a certain death for a blog <laughs> get involved <laughs> um that's awesome I uh I had another question I was gonna what all right, and now we're done. Yeah, yeah. and now we're done. That was great. I think that was a great place to I end. need beer.